I stayed at Verizon for 14 years in what frankly was a, a dead-end position because I wasn't willing to move mm. outside of Michigan um, and uproot my children away from grandparents. But I was okay with that because I put my family first and they were the priority. I throw the balls up in the air every single day and I just gotta make sure that the ones that drop are okay to drop. We live in an era where we're all you know, very reliant on the internet. We are, um, you know, getting our entertainment in different ways, whether it's through YouTube or through games. My mom keeps telling me to chill out. She says, you know what? It's no different than when you were young and you'd come home from school and you'd watch all the cartoons. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adesio, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. I am your podcast manager, Kristen Baffo, and with us today is our host, CEO and founder of Mother Honestly, Blessing Edition. And our special guest today is Michelle Gilbert, the Vice President of Public Relations, Heartland Comcast Region. Very Welcome. good. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Did I get it right? Michigan, yes. Indiana, and Kentucky. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. So, hi, Michelle. Hi, Blessing. Bright and early. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so, let's get started with your background and how you how you, I mean, what your professional background has sure. been, and you're also a mom. Yes. So just give us a little bit of, you know, personal and professional introduction, if you will. Sure. So I uh, have worked in public relations for almost 30 years. Wow. I started right out of college as an unpaid intern at a local PR agency. Oh, those unpaid internships. I know. Um, but luckily, <laughs> I wasn't unpaid for too long, and my parents were very supportive and you know, just encouraged me to just follow my dream. And um, I spent nine years at that agency. I became their first female vice president. Okay. And then I was um, wooed away by one of my clients, which at the time was AirTouch Cellular. About a month or two after joining them, they merged and became Verizon Wireless. And I spent a glorious 14 years working at Verizon. It was just a phenomenal industry to be a part of. And then five years ago, I transitioned and I am now at Comcast, another really, really energetic industry with lots of um, growth and uh, innovation. Correct. And was Comcast just acquired or is there like some kind of merger that happened with NBC? Is, am I correct there? So, yes. Yeah, so even before I got to Comcast, um, Comcast Cable purchased NBC Universal. Okay. So okay. now we are one huge global company. And a lot of people, even our own employees, don't realize just how large we are. Um, we also do a lot with entrepreneurs, okay. uh, supporting entrepreneurs, and even sometimes purchasing their businesses when it's a really strong fit with our own company. Perfect. Yeah. Wow, that's that's impressive. Um, very, very impressed with your accomplishments, obviously. And you're also a mom of how many? I'm a mom of two daughters, okay. a 15-year-old and a 
just recently 11 year old she had a birthday in January so oh, that's awesome so what that's is it sixth grade fifth grade, fifth grade. and okay. tenth grade and tenth so grade. I never Ooh, got I, right <laughs> so much fun <laughs> I never got the benefit of having them in the same school so I was always either driving to two different schools or right. having my sitter go to two different schools so it's always fun when they're like when they can go together yeah um I guess I'm never going to experience that. Or maybe I will if I have more kids. Um, but, yeah, I have a 10-year-old. Well, she'll be 10 this month and then a 1-year-old. So oh, yeah. they're never going to be in school together. Right. I was never in school <laughs> with my younger siblings. They were We were always that just that much space Correct. apart. Yeah. So, um, so tell me about your journey. I mean, so it looks like you've had this wonderful career for mm. um, 30 years now. And you're now at Comcast. And you, you still have... Um, you know, your life that is being a mom outside yeah. of work and you have two growing daughters um, that obviously I think I think they say that big, big kids, big problem. Right. Um, so you have, you know, you need to be more hands on. So how have you been able to I mean, just looking back in the last 15 years, mm-hmm. how have your how have you been able to um, kind of grow your career sure. while raising your two daughters? So I will tell you, um, I stayed at Verizon for 14 years in what, frankly, was a a dead-end position because I wasn't willing to move outside Mm. of Michigan um, and uproot my children away from grandparents. But I was okay with that because I put my family first, and they were the priority. And I had the flexibility that I needed um, to, to raise a family and to still grow in my career. So even though I wasn't growing title-wise or in a new position, I, you know, as a as a working mom, I constantly had to just challenge myself to learn within my own job and profession and and try new things and learn from others. So um you know, I I remember when I first had my daughter I thought, boy, would it be great if I could have the best of both worlds and work part-time. And I just, I knew that the demands of my job wouldn't really allow that. And I I decided to stick through the hard times, you know, when the kids are sick and you have to stay home and all of that. And I, I feel so blessed to be on the other side now where they're old enough that, you know, I can... If someone's sick, I can leave them at home. They, you know, they can get dressed in the morning. I don't have to push and prod them every little step of the way, which really now allows me to kind of focus a little bit more on me, both personally and professionally. So, but it's it's such a juggling act, and I always tell other moms, I throw the balls up in the air every single day, and I just got to make sure that the ones that drop are okay to drop. <laughs> yeah. And and I, we actually posted something on our Instagram page um, a couple of weeks ago and it, it's like it, we said, you know, if we're going to drop any ball, if it's if we have to choose between the walk ball and the mom ball, then it would have to be the walk ball yes. because I mean, the mom ball is almost hard to retrieve once right. it's dropped. It's, you know, like if you have a sick kid, right. you know, it's it's one of those things where you know, by missing even maybe one appointment, you know, you could set yourself up for long-term, you know, stress. I, I remember my daughter, she had strep at one time, and I was like, oh, you know, we'll just, you know, go tomorrow, and it became scarlet fever. Oh. And, I mean, till today, like, I still feel so bad 
because um, I didn't know. I mean, right. I knew nothing about strap. We've never had strap, and I'm from Nigeria, so it's we've strap was never something that that was in my vocabulary. And so when she had it, I was like, oh, this is just a rash. Oh, it's nothing. You're fine. And she was one of those people that was asymptomatic. So she wasn't really, like, she was not running a fever. She was not coughing. She didn't have any sore throat. So I just, oh, you you know, you're fine. And went to work, you know, and she went to school. I mean, which, you know, now looking back was not a good idea. Um, so, I mean, so, yeah. So coming back to what ball is more safer to drop is, you know, more than likely the walk ball. <laughs> it is. But, you know, you, you said something that really kind of struck me. I mean, as moms, we don't get it right every single time. I can't tell you how many mistakes I made. I'd take her to the doctor too early and it wasn't anything. Or I would wait too long and then it was something. And it's like, how do we really know? We, we just, you know, we've kind of got to make those mistakes and, and get back up and learn from our own experiences. Absolutely. And, um, and not beat ourselves up for it. So, um, so Michelle, I know that you you also with your work at Comcast, you you walk a lot around technology yes. and kids and um and and you and I have, we've had conversation around what is safe and not safe and right. how are we how are kids and parents um you know what is our relationship with technology, especially in a society where every kid has an iPad, every kid, you know, even maybe has a phone. I know my nine-year-old is literally begging for a phone. And um, and this is just full disclosure. Two nights ago, I believe it was two nights ago, we had because she goes to bed at 8.30, and um, she got to bed, and at 10 o'clock, my husband went upstairs and, you know, opened a door, and she was still up. What are you doing? Um, apparently she was watching, I can't remember the name, something God, something, something, um, on, on, on YouTube or whatever. And we were like, what the right. hell on an iPad. Um, we, we already actually confiscated our iPad, but she has a Mac computer oh. in our room, which, you know, She's she, uses, she uses for projects, <laughs> yes. um, and things like that. And I usually go check the history, you know, just to make sure she's not on there. Um, but, you know, she said, well, I couldn't fall asleep, so I decided to go check the time. And when I went to check the time, I decided to watch something. <laughs> so, so I mean, so what are yeah. your, um, you know, in your job as a technologist um, and PR person, but working for a technology company, what advice do you have for parents around, sure. um, you know, how to make sure that our kids are not to, um, you know, I don't want to say boggled down with technology, but dependent? That we, not too dependent right. on technology. Yeah. What are your um, tips and tricks? Well, you mentioned to me before we started that you are a Comcast customer. So I actually have a solution for you that you can take advantage of, and it's actually free. Um, and this is one of the reasons I love working for Comcast is, you know, innovation is our middle name. I mean, it's such a high priority for us. And we introduced last year a service called XFi. Okay. And it basically empowers parents to be able to manage and monitor kids' Wi Fi usage while in the home. Mm. So you have. Yeah. I'm a Comcast subscriber too. So that's kind of good to know. Yeah. And it's a free app that you download. And then you can actually set up profiles for each person in the home and then assign their devices to that profile so that when 830 comes around and you want your daughter to go to sleep and stay asleep, 
And by the way, if she's not able to sleep, pick up a book and read. But and you that's what we've always yeah. done with her is, you know, pick up a book and read. I think because she needs the light on to read the book. Uh, what she's actually done in the past is take a touch light and hide under a blanket uh-huh. to read the book. And we're like, you cannot be reading a book till 3 a.m. Right. Lady. So we banned that. And now, now you know, she's going she's to the, going to the electronics. Computer. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can pause her devices, and that doesn't impact your ability to use Wi-Fi, your okay. husband's ability. Um, you can also pause all devices at dinner time. So in my house, you know, our kids got used to the idea of bringing their devices to the dinner table and so they both have headphones on and they're both watching no, 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 no. it's like no you know come on for one meal during the day you must talk to me yeah <laughs> so you know we pause pause the wi-fi for all devices and that means for my husband and me too and that's a good you know, idea so yeah. like like just a little button like you just hit it and yeah i'll show you the app you yeah, just pause really all devices yeah um, and what's also really cool You're about it. You're not leaving it, without I No, I'm going to help you guys download <laughs> the app and we'll get it going. Um, but what's also cool is because we, and we listen to our customers and our customers saying, well, this is really cool. Um, and you can set time frames for, I want my kid to be able to use their device between this time and this time. But other parents were saying, I'd rather give them three hours during the day, like in summer vacation. They get three hours. They can use it whenever they want. I don't want to dictate when they can use it. What if they're sleeping in the morning? Then once those three hours are over, the Wi-Fi turns off. It pauses for them. So so it just kind of like calculates it. Exactly. See how much time they're using. Yep. Yep. That's nice By by profile. So it's really flexible. Allows parents. (laughs) Yes, it's true, and it allows parents to you know to really manage and monitor. Um, Of course, we've got parental controls as well. Um, But I will say that technology is not intended to be the babysitter. I mean, we as parents still need to stay engaged and involved. And I go to my kids' history all the time to see what are they looking up on YouTube to make sure that, you know, it is age appropriate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, So there's a concept that just came out and I was listening to the New York Times. I listen to the New York Times podcast every now and then. um, And they are now starting to talk about digital minimalism, right? So the idea that, you know, people are not able to do deep work anymore because of the um, uh, dependency on on digital, yeah, and um, they actually tested this idea where they took out, you know, a couple of people. They took out their apps, and you know, kind of left like the ones that they can't take out, like the weather and mm-hmm. you know, and stocks or whatever. And people were fidgeting so much that they were actually constantly checking the weather app because there was no other app to check. So (laughs) so I I thought that was very interesting. So what is your take on, I mean, we've talked about, you know, definitely reducing our dependency on technology or or on on our phones or our gadgets and, you know, especially with kids. But in order to ensure that our kids are, you know, paying attention at school, paying attention at home, and, you know, being present at the dinner table mm-hmm. what are the other things um that we can do it's i, I feel like sure. it's not enough that we just say oh take off your wi-fi because you know right. they could get on the phone and still do some you know games or whatever oh absolutely um, game apps so what are your your advice there well you know i think there's a lot of things because listen we live in an era where we're all 
you know, very reliant on the internet. We are, um, you know, getting our entertainment in different ways, whether it's through YouTube or through games. My mom keeps telling me to chill out. She says, you know what? It's no different than when you were young and you'd come home from school and you'd watch all the cartoons. So, you know, I, I try to keep that in perspective, but I do think that there are certain things um, that we can do to make sure that they're using the internet responsibly. And one I would say is play before they do. Um, you know, our kids are downloading all these free apps, and um, what are these games? You know, my 10-year-old said to me, I want to play Fortnite. Well, I didn't know anything about Fortnite, so I went out into the digital community and asked people, you know, would you allow your 10-year-old daughter to play Fortnite? And I got like these big fat no. <laughs> I didn't so, know what that is. I don't Thank know what Fortnite is either. It, well, there's <laughs> my kids a, are babies. <laughs> it's a it's a game and um, it is fairly violent. And I guess because you mm. play online against other people and it tends to attract a lot of teenage boys. So there's a lot of you know um, swearing that goes on. And I just thought you know it's not necessary. There's plenty of other games that she can play. Absolutely. And so, you know, that one we turned down. Another thing that I'll tell you, and, and um, hopefully people can learn from my own mistakes, but watch out for those in-app purchases. And I will tell you that um, Rewind probably six years ago, uh, my daughter had one of those games on her phone or on her tablet where you can um, – set up rooms for your little animals and, you know, purchase, and I say purchase with quote marks, you know, furniture for their room or food for them. Well, she actually purchased within the app and spent my money instead of the play money because she didn't know the difference. She had no idea. And I didn't know that there's actually a setting on your device where you can go in and turn off the ability for in-app purchases. So when I got a $50 bill for her buying like her hamster, her play hamster, all this stuff, I'm like, absolutely not. You could buy a real hamster for that kind of money. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think that um, it's really up to us as parents to understand how our kids are using technology and making sure that we're setting limits so that they can't um, spend money unnecessarily or be exposed to something that we don't want them to see. Absolutely. Um, I think that for sure. So so for us, um, we my daughter doesn't have an Well, she has an iPad, but I don't think she's used that iPad this year, which is good. We literally don't allow her to use the iPad anymore because it's, you know, you give them an inch, they take a mile, and it's kind of like, you know, read your books. And so she's read at least, I think, maybe 100 books this year. Wow. So for me, it's like, I don't, like, I don't care. You're not missing out by not having an iPad or a phone. Um, so we're doing, we're dealing with it that way until we can find a better, a better solution. Um, so what challenges have you faced in terms of, or have you seen other parents face when it comes to technology and kids? I think the biggest challenge, well, so there's two challenges. I think, you know, the biggest challenge is when we're not engaged um, are, like you said, you give an inch, they take a mile. You know, not knowing what's going on, I think, can be very dangerous. I would also say one of the biggest challenges with technology is social media and um, how how um, it can be, it can really um, just be such a negative in children's lives. 
Um, you know, I remember when I was in high school, if my friends were at a party, I didn't know about it. So I, you know, what you don't know can't hurt you. Right. I went on my way and I was fine and they were allowed to go to a party without me. Well, now kids are posting and, you know, even like who they identify as their BFFs on Instagram or Snapchat in their profile. And then the other kids now feel left out. I mean, it's so hurtful. It's so shameful. My daughter, my older daughter, went through a very difficult time in junior high. And she actually, I was so proud of her. She actually took herself off social media. She said, I don't want to see it. It just hurts my feelings. So if they're not being nice to me, why should I be a part of it? And so she unfollowed all of them and didn't allow them to follow her. And she really took a very long break, like a year break, from social media. I don't know if all kids always have the strength or the insight to be able to do that. And I think it's really important for us as parents to kind of set the stage and, and help them well, I think guide that. that says a lot about your daughter's maturity level, too, that she's able to make that decision on her own and know that that was not a good environment for her. Where I think there's other kids that maybe just kind of lack that maturity like even though it's like killing them right they're still like they there's a fear of missing out right like if they're not on it then what will they miss right. you know so it, it, I was proud of her and I was actually surprised that she kind of thought that through on her own yeah. and and she actually taught me something too mm -hmm. because similarly you know what was going on with her I would see the same thing happening with those parents and we were no longer included in mm -hmm. all the plans mm -hmm. and you know so I had hurt feelings too and I thought you know what I'm going to take a page out of her book and do the same thing and so right. I ended those social media relationships because they became kind of toxic for me. Right. Yeah, no. unfortunately, with social media, um, like we we all we all have agreed, it's one of those things where you know, it's it's a double-edged sword. Right. <laughs> it, it really is. And and for me personally, I have deleted my Facebook multiple times. Um, I think now it's just more for professional reasons yeah. than for anything else. And LinkedIn is the same thing. And even Instagram is, you know, purely for professional reasons. And I think that once you kind of hit that maturity level where you're like, you know what, I'm not going to be defined by, right. you know, what, you know, what I'm missing out on or who is, you know, including me or not including right. me in things, um, that kind of just helps you get over. And I think now people don't even say fear of missing out anymore. It's joy of missing out. You know, I, you know, don't have to be part of all of that. I can, you know, be present for my family, for myself and create space for things that I really want to be part of yeah. as opposed to what everybody wants to be part of. Right. Um, so that has really kind of shifted the conversation a little bit. Um, closing out, let's talk about, you know, what are the what's you know, what are the exciting things happening for you right now at Comcast? Um, how is your career going? Where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Sure. Where do you see your kids in the next couple of years? Oh wow. Well, in terms of my career, I, I'm feel so blessed because I love what I do. I work with amazing people. Um, it's very team oriented. And, um, you know, I my kids are in 10th and 5th grade. So until they both are in college and um, really aren't relying on me day to day, I'm really planning to stay put in Michigan. Um, then it becomes exciting because then 
it's like, well, where where What's can next? yeah, what is next? Where can I go? What opportunities are out there for me? Hopefully, still with Comcast. I I truly love working for the company, um, but I'm one of those people where it's like, you know what? For the next eight years, because that's I think what I have left till my youngest graduates. I'm just committed to kind of pushing myself and challenging myself and and learning our technology, Mm -hmm. learning new communication technology so that I can hopefully, you know, just be the best me that I can be. While, as you said earlier, um, making sure that I'm always present there for my family and putting them first. Absolutely. I think that's that's our premise here and what it honestly is. You can be an ambitious woman, no doubt, but what is what is absolutely imperative is for us to be exceptional parents yes. because that's where that's what fuels everything it's what it's what continues to fuel our ambition it's what continues to fuel you know the way we want to live our life is is having kids that are resilient that are confident healthy fulfilled and happy because that's what makes us happy um so that's that's our premise and that's you know that's what we continue to strive for we continue to bring people like you in to help guide our listeners guide a community on how to best live live their life in motherhood so thank you so much for joining us michelle thank you where can our listeners find you well i am on linkedin as michelle gilber i am also on twitter as Purple Engine PR. That's Look a at that. whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have to say, I just love your mission. I Thank think you. it's so, you know, women don't support each other enough. And I think what you guys are doing here and um, sharing women's stories, I think it's so inspirational for all of us to be able to learn from one another. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to be a part of the great things you're doing. Thanks for coming in, Michelle. Really appreciate it. And also, um, just to kind of put in a quick plug, I I would say, so Comcast is sponsoring our second place uh, winner for Women on the Rise Pitch Competition, um, which is going to be on March 9th, um, 2019. It will be at Tech Town. Detroit. So if you've not purchased your ticket, please go ahead and do that. Um, Michelle will also be on the panel. She'll be talking to us about how to, um, you know, negotiate a seat at a table. Um, Obviously, she's had a remarkable career in the last 30 years. So helping to guide, you know, young women in motherhood on how to level up in their career and in motherhood. So super excited. We can't wait to have you, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for tuning in to the Mother Honestly podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, we urge that you go on and rate, review, and subscribe to the Mother Honestly podcast. Also follow us on Instagram. Yes. And if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can reach out to me, the podcast manager, Kristen Bonfo at Kristen at MotherHonestly.com. I'm so excited we have our own email. It makes us I feel know. legit. Well, see you guys when you rate, review, and subscribe to us. Thank you. Thank you.